0: What is your favorite quote from
1: the, from the like thing? Mm. I like. There's so many. I
0: like. I really like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really. Good one. I really like. Hmm.
0: But he won't let me wear it.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> it's just the
0: way that
1: she says that. Oh gosh, you put me on the spot. I... Oh, there's a lot. Jeez. No. Can't think of anything right <laughs> that's now. That's okay. Draw on a blank. Anyways.
0: Welcome back to Fill the Void, a podcast where we analyze, discuss, and gush about the films, TV shows, and other media that we use to
1: fill the void.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about the 2006 movie starring Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, and Jack Black called The Holiday. It is like one of our favorite movies, um, but we wanted to talk about it. It has been a long time. Welcome back. I, I say welcome back every time because it's like a month in between every upload. I'm sorry. Hopefully in the coming year, that's my that's my ultimate goal is to have a regular schedule. Um, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. I'm Corinne, as always, uh, your host, interviewing a very special guest we have today, my mother, which is very scary. Um,
1: Let's get an applause for that.
0: Yes. <laughs> my mother. Um, I think... It's really fun to have like family members on and I've never done it before and I wanted to since I was home. Yeah, I'm home for winter break from college and so I'm so happy to be off of college. But it's we're doing a podcast today or tonight cuz it's like 8:30 and I had a little bit of a malfunction because I'm not recording this in my usual place like at school with my usual awesome equipment. The last couple days I like researched and just like looked at a couple mics went to pick them up went to like three different stores had a malfunction with all this crap so we're doing a little bit of a low budget podcast (laughs) today i'm excited for it though really excited for my mom to join me so do you want to introduce yourself you can say your name and anything you want to like share my name is
1: rebecca not of sunnybrook farm is that a thing he, he, that's what I used to hear a lot when I was a kid, but that was back in 1940. So uh, that's that a joke. Like a, you can a laugh. Movie or, no, I
0: think it's 1940?
1: Come 19, on. 1940. Come on.
0: 1940? No. I just
1: turned 25. Okay. And yeah, Rebecca. That we'll just go by that. Yeah, I'm Friends, gonna say mom. mom
0: whenever I refer to you, even though I won't say it in the way that you can't stand it when I say mom. Yes. Or something. Which
1: so. is the pretty much the only way you say it lately.
0: Sorry. That's but, okay. <laughs> But so I guess anything you want to share about yourself and like what you think makes a good movie. Because this is like the point of the podcast where I'm interviewing people about like a movie or a piece of media that they really enjoy. And so the holiday, we watch a lot of movies together. And we are like our relationship is really built on movies and like sharing music and all that kind of stuff. Not built on, but you know what I mean.
1: I was going to say. Like, <laughs> like, it's really what? nurtured.
0: I think it's, our relationship is nurtured by the fact that we have similar taste in movies and, like, shows and stuff. So if you, like, watch something, you'll tell me about it, which is really cool.
1: I don't know. I think what makes a good movie for me is not, like, the big blockbusters that are, like, they give you this huge plot and all this action and all this, um, the extra things. I like basic dialogue. I like real-life stuff real life struggles yeah or not yeah those to me because there's not a lot of bells and whistles they're just focused on the dialogue and
0: so would you say that you like more like independent
1: films I like a lot of independent films yeah me too but a lot of the movies that I like uh that I think are some of the best movies are not movies that make a whole lot at the box office i think right and that are probably not what most people think are all that great
0: right so it's kind of like the same way that like we like music that's not really on the radio all the time it's kind of like movies are the same way
1: yeah because you kind of have to go and explore them for explore them yourself you don't have to like get beef spoon fed them right like hey you're gonna like this because it has denzel in it
0: right even though you like denzel
1: do you like Denzel
0: <laughs> do you would you say that you like movies more or tv shows like do you find yourself watching one over the other based on like how long I are?
1: always well, I always used to like movies but I think more now I'm into series of, like a series of some kind because it's something I can look forward to and I can if they have all of them put out I can kind of like watch it my own on my own time right
0: so, you or I can watch
1: them all at once, but then I get in, I get invested in the characters,
0: right? But I found like recently, you've told me that like some shows that you were like really excited to come out, like The Ozark, you haven't finished yet.
1: No, they sometimes they take they just take too long sometimes, and it just loses my interest.
0: Meaning, like in between. Plus, like when the world
1: them. was um, appeared to be a little bit better, let's just <laughs> say, two thousand nineteen ish, yeah, eighteen. I could watch a show like that and be excited about it. Whereas now, the lid's been blown off and it's kind of like those types of shows are too much like reality.
0: Right. Which, if that makes
1: any sense at all.
0: I understand what you mean. Like, there's, there's a too gloomy. Yeah.
1: It's just kind of like... Well, mm.
0: I like this... Speaking of, of going back to the favorite quote thing, um, something I love that Arthur in The Holiday says is like... I remember he says uh, in his speech at the end when he's at the Writers Guild, he says... I remember when movies were their hits and like how many people went to see them were broadcast on the nightly news like like baseball scores or like mm. baseball like things and I thought that was interesting like um, if a movie doesn't make a killing he says and it's first weekend then it's a dud and it's like now it's all about how much money a movie can make rather well,
1: than like well the story that's not, i just thinking about it now like a lot of movies that are getting played now that were I'm trying to think of one Hocus Pocus. Okay, I know it's not all that great. I'm just saying, I mean, when it was at the pocus box pocus office, it, it was a dud. Yeah. And then through the years, it gained momentum, and it just it just blew it out the water. And now, now everybody loves it. Right. And now, it's well, like not everyone, but a lot of people. on
0: streaming platforms now. I feel like the, a lot of movies, especially during COVID, that were I guess supposed to go to the box office just ended up being in streaming. And I feel like it almost made more people watch it because when people are bored, they're gonna watch more stuff.
1: Oh, another quote. And, like
0: people will watch stuff more when they're at home.
1: The other quote I liked was yeah. um, when Kate and shoot, I've <laughs> watched this a million times. The old Kate, guy.
0: Kate and um, Arthur. Arthur. Is it when they're He's Arthur Louise.
1: Abbott? Is it yeah, when, they're when she's at the when she's like, oh, you know, I've paid a therapist for so long, and yeah. you just told me what I, you know, it's like it's stuff. so true. It's like sometimes you can pay someone. It's it's weird. It's like I believe like God speaks to you in different times through different people, and they and they you, there can be perfect strangers and just come up to you and just say something randomly, and you're like, okay, I don't even know you. Why are you why are you saying this to me? Yeah. And it's it's a messenger. It's a vessel. It's so crazy, but it's so true. It's like you can be anywhere and hear uh, something that you just might have needed to hear, and maybe your ego won't let you hear it, but. You probably needed to yeah that's a little deep also Let's it's, move I on. feel like
0: it, it might be easier to not take things more personal or like actually take the advice and maybe even apply it when it's coming from someone that you're not super close to because you don't criticism doesn't hurt as much when it comes from strangers
1: I don't know for me it hurts from everyone <laughs> <laughs> I once had a lady come up to me in the clothing store I'll yeah. just say I won't say where yeah um, but she just randomly came up to me and said hey uh you're having a girl aren't you I was pregnant uh, with you yeah and I said yeah you know and I was really having a good day you know I was out shopping feeling great that day mm-hmm. I said yeah how did you know she says well yours why does a refrigerator from the back oh I thought, and I didn't know her and that yeah. hurt you know I was of like of course well, thank you for letting me well, know it also this. it doesn't
0: help that you're, like, pregnant and that, like, you have your Pregnant or
1: not, no one wants to hear True. that. True.
0: No one wants to hear any... any. No stranger should make a comment about someone else's weight.
1: I think that... um things. That... I can't say God wanted me to hear that at that particular time. <laughs> M- maybe. <laughs> maybe. That is
0: really
1: funny. He was eating too many sandwiches.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so... We're here
1: to re- yes. review a movie. Yeah, but
0: I love talking... I love this, like beginning dialogue i always enjoy this part the most probably but yeah we're going to be talking about the movie the holiday which was came out in 2006 spoiler alert and opinion disclaimer for every i guess episode i do i say this every time but spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want to know what happens then go watch it and come back and then laugh about all the inside jokes we make because I mean, do they you won't make sense?
1: alerts on 2006 movies
0: yeah of course what i mean
1: <laughs> if they haven't watched it by now then fight yeah it's like
0: <laughs> what are you doing with your life what are you doing no it is a really good um movie i don't remember the reading of it. I'm pretty sure it's P G thirteen. But anyways I
1: would watch it for Jude Law's facial expressions. Only? Only.
0: Only. Um, so opinion disclaimer, I'm a i am am a college student and my mother is a, a college student. Is not a college student. She's an adult, <laughs> which means she has even more jurisdiction here.
1: Um, Hold on college students aren't adults? Even
0: more Some of an adult So when you go to do
1: something and I tell you not to do it and no, you say I'm an I adult.
0: said you're even more of an adult than I am. Okay. Okay. You're going to be getting a lot of this, whoever's listening, you guys. We're just human beings with our own experiences and opinions. The purpose of this podcast is to provide an informational but also an entertaining perspective on the films or the media that we consume every day. So any jokes we make or references are not meant to offend, but we're also aware that this is my podcast and I have who I want on it. If you want a say in who is on it, then you can leave a comment Um, or what kind of film or what kind of media you want to see reviewed, I will take that into account, but to be fair, you chose to listen to this. So, I hope you enjoy it, and this is to entertain alone, and so, this is just what we find entertaining. So, I wanted to do the holiday because it's the holidays, and also because this movie is amazing, and we love it so much, so the holiday getting into some information just about the movie and paying credit to where it is due because i think it's a great movie um it was written directed and produced by nancy myers and it was released um at the end of november in 2006 so it's fairly old um nancy myers also produced other films like the intern which is also another movie that we like with anne hathaway and robert de niro also another like great movie if you want to watch something where like I also think it's interesting the fact that she produced these two movies because you see Arthur Abbott and Robert De Niro's character in the intern are very similar, I feel like, as old men. They both lost their wives. They're kind of like, I don't know, similar. She's also produced Something's Gotta Give, The Parent Trap, Marie Antoinette, Baby Boom, and Father of the Bride. So a lot of cool um two thousands and pre-2000s movies there. It was also produced by Bruce Block, edited by Joe Hutching. Apologies if I butcher names. And the cinematography was done by Dean Cundey. Uh It was composed by Hans Zimmer, and Ooh. this is one of the greatest pieces of things that came from this movie, is the the score, the soundtrack is amazing. And I actually looked back on it today and was like watching it a little bit, um, listening to the music, and a lot of the names of the songs on the soundtrack were actual lines said by the people in the film like nonchalantly which i thought was really cool
1: i just think hans is a cool name
0: hans yeah I what do you
1: how do you tell him like if something's on your hand or look at your hands
0: <laughs> look at your hand hans
1: hans look at my hans
0: <laughs> you're funny
1: hans
0: you're so funny aren't you <laughs> that sounds like a like, also like a frozen like thing like for the movie frozen
1: i just want to see how good your editing skills are
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) basically the budget for this movie was 85 million dollars but it ended up making 205 million in the box office and i'm fairly certain that it's made even more because every season of the holidays um this movie is on like lifetime or like um but there's so many we were
1: talking about this there's so many pieces cut out
0: yeah, this is something the we actually com- complain about. Yeah, as we need to just buy the movie. I think every year we just keep the holiday taped and just keep saving it so that we can turn it on in the back of everything. I feel like we each have our set movies that we like to watch for the holidays or for, like, October. And Mom loves watching Hocus Pocus for October. I don't October. really watch
1: it. It's just, like... Um, the
0: background.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, to see the to yeah. see the witches in the back make me happy.
0: Right. I always like watching Halloween Town, the whole franchise. If I'm going to watch something, I understand the appeal of having Hocus Pocus as like a background thing. I usually do that with uh, Harry Potter because they always have like a Harry Potter weekend like three
1: times. I also like to put Flatliners on.
0: Flatliners, the 80s. original. The 80s or
1: the 90s? It's the 90s. Yeah. I'm we love
0: on. Julia Roberts, side note. Yeah. We love Kevin Julia Bacon. Roberts.
1: It's the um it's the just the they're in philly and yeah. it's like they kind of it's just beautiful
0: but it's the 90s version yeah but the holiday stars kate winslet as iris i love kate winslet i'm over time i'm just liking kate winslet more and more i like her as a person please be my friend kate winslet cameron diaz as amanda jude law as graham and jack black as miles which is a, a really great they honestly hit the hit all of the check marks with this casting because I think that they're really underrated and that the characters are what obviously make the movie but I think having them together and their energy is just really awesome. Um, A couple fun facts about it. It was filmed in California and England so the settings are accurate. We'll get into the plot in a bit but you see how um, the girls iris and amanda they switch houses and kate winslet being english she lives in surrey england and cameron diaz who plays amanda lives in la so they decide to go on like a website and switch houses so the fact that it was filmed in the exact places where it is set is kind of important and cool, like making it accurate it won two teen choice awards and, and an irish film and television award for kate winslet um there are rumors of a sequel so in 2023 there are rumors of a sequel and apparently all the actors have like said that they've agreed to it but nancy Myers was asked about it and she was like uh she quote said i've been asked to make a sequel a couple times you know i think about it and i just think it's a good it's good the way it is the movie i don't know how it won't disappoint
1: gosh why can't more people do that
0: just stop just stop yeah
1: with shows and with movies, it's like you ruin it. You ruin such a good movie or good TV show by having like Martin, the show Martin. Mm-hmm. It's it's a classic. It is. It, if you if you don't watch it and laugh, you're ruined off. And the fact that they're saying, well, "Well, let's bring it back," well, no. The you know they're not going to do that. And it's 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 great left just the way it is. Yeah. There's so many movies that are like that that they've redone. I've, I was just so mad that they redid Flatliners or flip loose, and they'll never be... What about Adventures in Babysitting? Oh, that pissed me off. One of our favorites.
0: That pissed me off.
1: And nobody really even knows what that movie is. Because Adventures in Babysitting, the new
0: one was terrible. It was terrible, and it was owned by Disney, obviously, so that made it even worse. I feel like instead of doing that, maybe... I want to know the statistics and see if making the new movie makes anyone watch the old one more. Because if, if that happens, then maybe... I guess that's the only way to make the new generation watch and appreciate the old movies is to remake them and have them compare them to the old one and be like, "Oh, the old one's better." I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't There really is like something it. about originals too cuz it just takes you back to a place a nostalgic place for everyone, just like your, you know, music or a perfume that you wear. It just takes you back to that space in your own life, and maybe that's has something to do with liking the originals all the time more. Yeah. I mean it can't always be because some of the 80s movies are really really corny yeah like if they were if they, have they ever did 16 candles over i don't believe so no it's if, if they, they did, did it would be well it's, it's, like, the,
0: it's the thing if you have a movie that it depends on what movie you do because i feel like if you do a movie that has like it's just a classic and you remake it like i feel like footloose for being a remake was pretty good because the people that they got to play it were kind of Funny. I loved Miles Teller as Willard in Footloose. Go Miles Teller as Willard. Um underrated character he played. I
1: felt like Kevin Bacon was amazing, but was I did great. not like the girl who played
0: Julianne His how love interest. Tough. I don't know how to say her name. I'm so sorry.
1: No, I don't know about the new version I'm talking about the old version. You don't
0: like who played Ariel then?
1: I did not. Me neither. She drove me nuts. She drove
0: me nuts too. I loved Kevin Bacon in the
1: The scene where he has the gray sweatshirt on and the light denim pants and then the railroad tracks.
0: His his picture on the poster of the movie.
1: I wanted to be Kevin Bacon. I wanted to look like him. Me too. And just go to school and just be like yeah I don't care about.
0: Well I watched that movie he said she said and it made me really really like Kevin Bacon.
1: It's a great movie.
0: And I just love his hair in it. I like the 80s style. So we're going to summarize the show. Do uh, we say usually on here a quick and dirty summary? It's going to be... So the holiday begins with Iris, who's a writer for a newspaper. But the first shot is actually of Jack Black as Miles. We talked about this today because we actually had it on before we started the podcast. Just in the background. And um, in the very beginning, obviously it's Hans Zimmer playing Maestro. And then it's Jack Black on the on the thing writing the music for the thing he sees his actual girlfriend at the time maggie talking on the phone and later we find out that he cheats or she cheats on him and she's been cheating on him for a while and we're like oh my god it was her it was the guy makes you put two and two together
1: and realize like why she's smiling the way she's smiling in the very beginning
0: yeah and then she's on the phone, and then he hangs up, and has, her, and he kisses her hand, and then it's like looking lovingly at her while she's talking to the guy that she's gonna I think it just shows, like, if you, with.
1: if you, people do believe in leagues, right? And if you go what you think is above your league, you're usually blindsided gonna put up with your blindsided. By, you're gonna put up with more than what you typically would if you felt they were. On your level. Right.
0: Do you think that that's what Iris felt like being with Jasper?
1: Definitely. Which because is probably like, why
0: Iris and her end up being, the, I mean, in and,
1: and Miles and She looked together. up to him but she said that during the the beginning when she was referring to one of his papers that he wrote or articles that he wrote, columns if you will. I don't, I don't know what it was. It was a column or something mm-hmm. and she was reciting what he wrote and telling him how great it was. What a great writer he was. So she definitely looked up to him I think
0: yeah it begins with iris she's a writer for a newspaper in london she's in love with jasper um who was another writer who was caught cheating on her when they were in a relationship but after they broke up she stayed in touch with him and they kept um in contact obviously because they worked together um she thinks she, he's going to break up with his girlfriend who is another she works in circulation in the same department like the same firm as them but at this Christmas party that she's at um, in the first scene, their engagement is announced at the party, and then she wants she gets away. She basically once goes like goes home and is really upset, and wants to go to uh, get away from London for the holidays so that she can like not be in the same area as everyone, which catalyzes this idea that like both women want to get away. So it, then it cuts to Amanda and her story. She starts out she's a movie trailer maker. She's played by Cameron Diaz. She's a movie trailer maker in LA and she breaks up with her boyfriend, Ethan, who's a composer, um, who's also cheating on her with his receptionist. You can see in this, like, dynamic between the men and the women in this story and, like, how, like, the men are just treating the women kind of crap in the beginning. Ethan, he responds to her when he, she basically, like, sh- throws a shoe at him and is like, you slept with your receptionist or whatever, and he points out the fact that she can't cry whenever, like, he breaks up with her and she wants to get away for the holiday. She finds Iris' house on a house-swapping site. Um, they message each other. They get to know each other, which I thought was interesting because in the entire movie, until New Year's Eve at the end, they have never seen each other in person, which I thought was kind of interesting. They both get on planes the very next day, kind of like on a whim, and go to the opposite's house. So Iris lives in this cottage in Surrey, England, and Amanda lives in this huge, like, uh, kind of greco villa inspired house like we both love their houses i like iris's house i could see myself living in iris's house because i like
1: cottages it's cozy
0: it's cozy and she has a dog and i just
1: well i mean i would only live in iris's house because iris's brother is you law
0: but yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> but, you would, but you wouldn't be iris you'd be amanda visiting yeah But, so they both get on planes. There's so many little things, little looks, little experiences they have in between, but I'm just going to touch on the biggest events. So Iris goes to Amanda's uh, house in LA. She has a pool. Amanda goes to Iris's secluded cottage. Amanda actually decides once she unpacks that she made the wrong decision, and she gets, like, really bored. She goes into town. And
1: she has a little dog there, too. Yeah,
0: Iris's dog is still there. Um, She basically plans on going back because... She's, like, bored, and she's like, what was I thinking? She never goes on vacation, and there's nothing really to do. And then Graham, Iris's brother, rings the doorbell uh, right when she's about to, like, not leave, but it's at night. She's about to sleep, get up in the morning, already booked her ticket to go on the airplane back to L.A. Graham, played by Jude Law, he rings the doorbell. He's drunk. Um, He's surprised to find that someone else is at his sister's house. So she invites him in to sleep on the couch. end up sleeping together it's
1: like wow that's like a lot missing in there but
0: yeah there's a lot missing there basically they drink. he
1: basically says that that iris uh he often drinks a little too much and stops by and she always puts him up Mm -hmm. and so that's why she chooses to let him in and stay because it's it's like a regular thing and she doesn't really want to say no right so she gets the pillow and blanket and um he sleeps on the couch but then like it's think mutually they're just so attracted to each other right off the bat that right. they start talking about sex. Which is so ironic because on the phone when she asks Iris, yeah, is just, are there any men are there? there, there, there? Any men who to she clearly mom. wants to get away from said guy she's with. Yeah. But when she gets there, you can tell she's lonely. Exactly. She doesn't want to be alone. It's
0: not no. It's not. Which is like what all of us it's, do. Yeah. It's not like I don't want any man. It's I don't want the wrong man. You yeah. just want the right one. Yeah. So that's yeah. And then.
1: But there's something about him that's so charming. Not only is he good looking, but he's honest. Yeah. I mean, he's right off the bat which is like the telling her of all her of his dad things, all the things that he does, his little quirks, you know. Yeah.
0: So she. Um, sleeps with him basically the next morning they like chat and he says he takes a phone call and she sees that the caller id is a girl so um it's like sophia or yeah sophie sophie and um he goes outside to take it she's like oh wow like i like figures he probably has a girlfriend like whatever or that he's like a womanizer or whatever. He comes back in from the call, invites her to dinner with his friends if she decides to stay because she's like this there's like this whole interaction between them at this moment where like they go back and forth and they're like she's like he's like, I feel sorry, you know, I have to leave or to go to work. She says, You don't have to worry about a thing, like whatever and he says like I have classic
1: Both of them don't want to let on to one another how they how they had such a good time and they actually feel something yeah, about they, yeah. for each other they they their pride won't let them they're kind of like yeah yeah okay
0: yeah and i i actually don't think it's at all thinking that the other person isn't interested i think it's just like i don't know there's just
1: they they, don't want to let on how they really feel because it's kind of like they're they're scared of scaring the other person away yeah which is really weird because they're both i don't know
0: They're perfect for each other. We end up knowing that they're perfect for each other, but like it's the fact that they don't know. They're figuring it out. So he invites her to dinner with his friends if she decides to not get on the plane, which she she does. She's literally at the airport, going through like, um, going through like customs or whatever, and she decides not to, not to get on the plane. She goes all the way back and goes. I think she
1: gets a glimpse of him, and her like there's like, like a glimpse of him smiling. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like I
1: think that's what it was. Like and, thinking
0: how he's going to. And then be.
1: she well, when he was there,
0: right.
1: And then she's like, hmm, huh, maybe. Let me go on back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even made it to the airport.
0: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no. flashback to Iris, uh, Kate Winslet in L.A. She meets Arthur Abbott, a widower who was a screenwriter. I just love his character. I every time I watch him, like I want to dress like him. I want to be him. I just love. The way old men dress, I think I want to wear what they wear. Anyway, they go out to dinner together because he, like, he, he's, like, can't find his own house. That's, like, what it is. And she, he's like, she says, uh, he says, do you know where I live? And she she says, I believe I do. Yeah, she says, he says, at least one of us does because <laughs> he doesn't know where he, where he lives. So they go out to dinner together. He gives her advice about getting over Jasper because um, she, like, is still kind of upset about it. She meets Miles, Ethan's friend, um and another composer who's in a relationship with an actress Maggie who we talked about a little bit. Arthur gets invited to speak at like a writers guild award ceremony kind of thing and uh to prepare him for the event Iris and him basically she asks him, "Hey, like let's work out together so that he doesn't have to walk with his walker and he can walk up the stairs and kind of be like strong." And so she spends more time with Miles as well. They talk about music um because she asks him to compose a song for Arthur to walk up to so at a video store Miles ends up catching his girlfriend cheating on him and on Christmas Eve Miles goes to um over to Amanda's but really Kate Winston's staying there to Iris and she explains her issues with Jasper and so why he won't let her go and like because she he she gets his notes in the mail like Jasper sending her notes and messages and things and it's like they were together for three years and he didn't he treated her like crap the entire time he's engaged to be with someone else and he's still sending her notes for his like writing or whatever which is like insane so that's her and Miles are starting out their friendship but it's I think it's obvious that he kind of like Jack Black's character feels a little bit something for her but they're both kind of going through their own thing so Amanda and Graham hit it off more. They go on a date. She admits that she hasn't cried since her parents divorced, which shows like her, I guess, own emotional baggage. Um, she shows up at his house with wine one day because she doesn't, like, doesn't invite him in. So she goes over to his house and finds out that he has two daughters named Sophie and Olivia and that he's a widower of two years. So a lot of stuff. They have hot chocolate. They lay with the She kind of like
1: has an epitome to their epiphany that like, she's like, oh, Sophie, Like, she realizes the people on the phone that he had been speaking to on two different occasions were his daughters. Right. That he didn't even mention.
0: Yeah. Which is, like, interesting. The fact that, like, he maybe might not be as much of a womanizer as she interprets, I guess. So they have hot chocolate. The girls have a tent in, like, their, like, playroom. And so they all four lay down in this tent. Um, <clears throat> he then. Did ex- you
1: did you leave that part out though? When they had dinner earlier, she mentions when she talks about her childhood and why she can't cry. Right. She says, "Well, you know, before my father left, we called. We were we called very tight. We called ourselves the three pescateers. Pescateers.
0: Yeah, and so, um, they, yeah, so she is kind of that's like her emotional baggage, and she and her parents are really close." so he explains why he didn't tell amanda and the girls about like why he didn't tell amanda about them but when they're laying in this tent they're like talking about um she's like who built this tent or whatever and she says we she says the girl sophie or olivia i think it's sophie she says we did and then she says the three musketeers and then it's like this moment where it's like all sad and then Graham reaches for Amanda's hand, and it's like,
1: and it's almost like she kn- she got the family that she didn't even know she needed or wanted, right? Because the mother's no longer there; she's passed, right? And now you have the guy with the two beautiful, and these are beautiful children, they're and they're so adorable. It's because
0: also and polite; they're, accents. they're just
1: so polite.
0: Their accents and um,
1: don't not help them. The fact that they said three musketeer" it was a sign to her, I think. Yeah. she felt like oh this is where i'm supposed to be
0: right also, if he she has,
1: didn't i house. did
0: <laughs> yeah also he has like a great house he, he then like brings her into a study they talk about like amanda and how he didn't tell like amanda about the his daughters and he basically says like oh it makes sense to compartmentalize my life and make sense because i didn't have want to have someone over and like have the girls meet them and they weren't going to be in my life for a long time which is like cool really and then,
1: respectful yeah yeah
0: so he, she actually ends up liking him more knowing the fact that he has the daughters and knowing the fact that he's like a responsible dad because she's only no- seen him like drinking pretty much so they admit that they really like each other they are like this just got way more complicated is like what amanda says which is kind of cool so um yeah switching back to iris jasper who's from london and is engaged shows up at uh, iris's place in la where she's staying and he's just being a jerk like she kicks him out and he's they're like together for a little bit he doesn't really
1: want her he just wants to keep her hanging on as a backup plan or as someone to review his work you know Mm -hmm. he's just using her just it's for an ego thing it's like to build his ego up
0: yeah because when he's around like they sit on the couch and like talking and she's like thinking that
1: she falls right back into where she left off thinking yeah thinking
0: everything's fine like on a whim and then she says wait like are you still engaged and he says i just oh he says i hope you can just understand how confusing this is for me and she says what are you talking about she says you didn't answer my question she and then he admits that he's still freaking engaged that's just
1: like okay how many times on social media or friends that you know mm-hmm. or if you're out which i know you don't party <laughs> uh, but there are many people that will be like are you in a relationship you'll ask them are you in a relationship and they'll say it's complicated or they'll have it listed on their social media relationship status complicated right okay well if it's complicated you you know shouldn't be on you yet. shouldn't be there or you, you shouldn't should even figure say, it out and come back it's it's kind of like yeah it's like it's basically it's like you've got one foot in and one foot out yeah and that doesn't ever work
0: no it's this idea that like if you're if it's complicated and you're like one foot in a puddle and one out of it what makes you think i want to come into the puddle with you right
1: well yeah. there's actually people that i think do but I don't know. kate did for a little while
0: yeah so she kicks him out and she says i'm i'm oh this she says this twisted toxic thing between us is finally over and she kicks him out and then she screams she's like i have somewhere to be because she's actually supposed to be going to um arthur's thing with um
1: oh i just thought of something what one of the parts that i really like the quotes i don't even know if this is a quote but when she's on the airplane and he messages her right. and she said, would you just let me get over you? Right. What does she say? We both we, know
0: that I need to stop loving you. It would be good if you would let me try.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. That was perfect. Yeah. That's my favorite one. I think out of everything.
0: Yeah. And she like types it in her little like Blackberry phone because yeah. it's 2006. <laughs> but also on the on that same plane. I want to
1: go back to 2006 you know you were three years old
0: i'm aware how old i am
1: <laughs> three years old when this movie came out
0: i know well i love it now most of the movies i like are be- are from before i was born so she kicks him out she like screams a like scream of relief she says Ah, yes and then that's when han zimmer comes in and like picks it up with the music it's like awesome epic time she dresses up she goes knocks on arthur's door it's a cute moment they're going to this uh, writers guild where he's being he gets to speak and he's like being um I don't know appreciated or like, and it's like he really could it's sort of like back, a lifetime right? achievement award, yeah. So he gives her a corsage and she says he says it might be a little corny. She says, No, I like corny. I'm looking for Corny in my life. And it's like a piece of like thing gumption, I guess, is like a huge part of his relationship with her too. Miles actually they had lunch before and Miles was like that day they were going to um go over to the thing together, and Miles was supposed to show up because he wrote the music for his speech or whatever, and he gets a call from Maggie after she cheated on him, saying basically like, hey, I wanna wanna work out, I'm sorry, let's work this out, whatever. So he goes, meets with her. So when they're at the actual place, Arthur's on stage talking, Iris sits down, Miles comes up and is actually there. Which was like awesome. He shows up here and Iris kiss. They because pl- he says that him the thing with him and Maggie is over. They plan a date. For and New up Year's. until
1: this moment, like I didn't really see a whole lot of flirting with them. Are you kidding me? Just a little bit, but it was more like friends. It was more like, oh, it was like he's being silly. I felt like Iris didn't really look at him that way. More of like a funny, corny guy. What about the
0: part where she's There's a part
1: where he writes a piece of music yeah. for her where she kinda of, that's the part where she's kinda of like Oh my god, you look yeah. at me like this he, when he said I used only, only the, the good, good parts. Yeah oh, the only good the good so notes. Cool. That was the part where she was kinda of like but other than that, I don't think she really she really was attracted to him in that way. It was one of those things where you're not attracted physically to someone but their personality mm-hmm. wins you over because they're just so caring. Right. Like well, that
0: one time yeah. whenever they're like, it's like Christmas Eve and he makes fettuccine for her and yeah. then they're hugging and she she says, oh, Miles, you're really the best of men or the nicest of men. He says, yeah, that's, that's what you'd
1: say to a friend. He says, that's
0: always been my problem.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't think that they looked at each other like And then like he that. asks
0: her out. I think as an audience member, it's hard for us to see it because it's Jack Black and Kate Winslet. Well, here's the thing. I think that that kind of love,
1: love, love would probably even that. out. Outlast Jude and Amanda's because yeah. they're friends. Yeah. And they genuinely like each other. Yeah.
0: So I think that Iris needed that she needed because I think what the thing with Jasper was she really was physically attracted to mm-hmm. him. You could tell anytime she was in his presence she looked at him. This is why Kate Winston is such a great actress. She would look at him in a different way than she would look at everyone else any time she was he was around her it was like she was looking at like the sun or something. Mm-hmm. like she orbited around Jasper and she looked up to him. Yeah and that's not good because he was a jerk and he's not worth looking up to obviously. But anyways, so they plan a date for New Year's. Graham admits his feelings for Amanda. She doesn't say anything back. Um, she doesn't know like, how to do that. So they try to work out a long-distance relationship. When she finally has to leave, she starts crying in the car on the way to the airport. And that's the first time in 20 years that she cries. She runs back to the cottage. Graham is crying in the kitchen. They reunite. They plan to spend New Year's together again. She He says, I have New Year's Eve with the girls. And she says, that sounds perfect. And it's, like, adorable. And then they hug. Uh, the final scene, basically, the movie ends when everyone is uh, at Graham's house for New Year's Eve. So they're together with their partners. It's Jude and Kate, or Jude frickin' frick. Iris. Iris and Miles and Amanda and Graham, all together with Sophie and Olivia at Graham's house, and they dance. It's like, this will be... That's not the sign. That's not the song that they sing. (laughs) I'm thinking about another Cinderella story. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, voila, it's an amazing movie. The end. So (laughs) um, that was a very long summary, but there's a lot of stuff to get through. So I guess just going over our favorite things about the movie and like some questions and things. Who's your favorite character, and why?
1: Probably, goodness, this is hard.
0: I know mine is... I know yours is
1: Arthur. Arthur,
0: because he's great. Also, um, Eli Wallach, the actor who plays him notoriously in like the old age of Hollywood, he's an older actor, um, he played a lot of villain roles. He didn't actually play a lot of, like like, nice roles in his career, which I thought was really interesting because oh, he's such a nice I would say player.
1: out of, like, all of them, Jack Black, probably.
0: Miles. You like his character.
1: Probably, I mean, yeah, because he's he seems more lighthearted than all the other ones. He, even though the girl could cheated be, on him, he was able to roll with it and kind of, like, pick up and move on and still be happy, and he seems like he's just a kind person in general. The other ones, I mean... I like Jude, of course, and I like Amanda. I wouldn't want to... I feel like Amanda has not a ton of substance. Wow. I mean, you start to see it a little bit. Yeah. But not as much as Kate. Like, she's not as... I don't know. She doesn't have as much depth.
0: I don't know. I think it's the fact that kate is from england and she's from la she's like in the hollywood book kind of bubble and the fact that she ends up being in love with graham kind of makes it like
1: uh that's I think, what makes her character yeah, I me think, like her character yeah, is their relationship their banter.
0: yeah i think that it's just amanda's very close off closed off and like she's kind of dry and her humor you don't really like see it she's she gets self-deprecating and i kind of like that Whenever she gets that way, it makes me...
1: Okay, who's our least favorite character? That seems more... More
0: fun. Who's my least favorite character? Mm, Probably...
1: You're you're (laughs) looking at me like... Probably Jasper. Are you going to pick Jasper? Are you going to pick Ethan?
0: Yeah, basically, who's the worst? What
1: if I said the guy on the plane that pretended to not be married?
0: (laughs) What if I said him? With Iris? When his girlfriend was right there? Yeah. That was bad.
1: Um, yeah, I think jasper Jasper's just but you know, I didn't realize that Ethan had already slept with the with the girl that he slept with at his office and then stayed over the next night. But I, would, slept on the couch. I would say Jasper because he just keeps leading her on. I mean, he goes all the way from London to LA just really to, to be a jackass. Brought up
0: that thing Probably
1: because him the- and his new almost wife, soon to be wife, got into an argument.
0: Well, also just this idea that you brought this up in the beginning, how like when they're at the Christmas party and he's in her office, Iris's office, talking to her about the Christmas present that he didn't get her. Um, and they walk out. He's like, why are you so great? They walk out, she walks forward, and he stays back. And, like, almost like he doesn't want to be seen with her.
1: No, he doesn't want to be seen with her.
0: Yeah, and it's just a jerk thing to do. Like, what? That's so ridiculous. Another question I thought would be fun. I just thought of it. Um, if you could put your house on a home exchange website, where would you want to go? Mine? Yeah. I obviously don't think about someone coming here. But, like, if you... Where would you want to
1: oh wow part of me would say like Turks and Caicos because I'd want to go to like an island where you know I know it's going to be beautiful but then also I'd want to go somewhere where it's interesting and there's culture and ways that they do things not that there's not Turks and Caicos but like
0: is it like a beach vacation where it's like a resort like you're away from everything or is it like you want to be immersed in whatever place you're going in
1: yeah, and then like use that if I was single, use that as an excuse to have someone chimmy around and chimmy the way and <laughs> and then we fall in love. Okay. We're walking in castles. I used
0: to have that thing that. with like that's why I wanted to go to Scotland because I feel like I'd be more likely to fall in love with someone in Scotland.
1: You would end up with the guy from uh Maid of Honor. I
0: would not. The that guy
1: would. who's like,
0: a <laughs> the Prince guy, the weird guy who wears a kilt at the wedding.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't wouldn't meh nah. No. It's just like Diane Lane in Under the Tuscan Sun. She goes there, and the guy she ends up at, being with is an American guy who's visiting. It's like a... It's oh, I mean... It's I fate. Know. She's not supposed to get away on a whim and have that be her, you know, experience, which I thought was cool.
1: We have to do Under the Tuscan Sun.
0: We have to.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I that love would that be a movie. good movie.
0: I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Okay, who is the better guy? Oh, you didn't
1: answer. Where would you go?
0: Where would I go? Ooh, probably Italy but that's like the first place I know I want to go abroad so if I had to honestly probably Italy because then it would I don't know Italy or Switzerland maybe I feel like either way I'd want to go to you know I'm gonna say a farm in Tuscany Italy okay like a farmhouse who is the better guy And what do their relationships mean? I thought this was a good question. Why were Iris and Miles successful? And why were Graham and Amanda successful? So, like, what about Iris and Miles makes them compatible? And what about Iris and Jasper? Or, Iris and Graham do? Or, Amanda and Graham. So, we can start with I guess Iris and Miles. Why do you think that they were compatible? You said that you didn't think that they were physically, or she was physically attracted to
1: him I think that the the main thing she needed is for someone to be interested in her
0: right
1: and to show her not tell her because Jasper had a way of telling her Mm -hmm. you know it's a shame we don't talk you you look good in this or you know you're smart or but he never showed her what he would do would walk away and leave her leave her alone for months at a time and then come back and spend a weekend with her or take her somewhere and with miles it was just constant good conversation and listening mm-hmm. and then also the comments too it was like like a like an interest he took an interest to her whereas miles didn't right or not miles jasper did jasper
0: didn't it's hard to kind of get the names straight i yeah i think iris and miles worked out because they started off as friends i always say it's better to, i think it's whoever I end up being with, I want to be friends first, or at least be able to have that friendship, the platonic relationship, and build off of that, rather than to just, like, be physically attracted to someone and know that that's what I want from the very beginning. Because looks fade with time, and I think that's... I agree with what you said with, like, why Iris and Miles' relationship will probably be more successful or last longer than Amanda and Graham's because they are able to just be with each other, which I think is awesome. But Amanda and Graham, I think that they were successful because they both, just like Iris and Miles, like you said, the filling the void thing, Graham wanted, I think, someone, he's a widower, he just wanted someone to accept all of the sides of him. And I think Amanda wanted a home and wanted to feel like she Yeah, belonged.
1: she wanted real she wanted real life and she spent she was in Hollywood surrounded by people who um, you know they're just looking for the next best thing yeah and Ethan showed her that like someone literally came on to him and then he slept with her
0: yeah
1: just because she was available and Amanda was busy so Amanda was looking for like you said a home but not just a home but like something real yeah that's what makes you cry. Think about it. I mean, you—it's a real emotion. Right. She couldn't cry because she didn't feel any real emotion. Oh my gosh, emotions. that's like
0: so—that's an epiphany. That's awesome that you said that because that's like makes it actually makes sense. Well, yeah, the reason why like she would not on here, you know. The reason yeah. why she wouldn't cry is because she's surrounded by all this fakeness, and everything's like a performance. She like makes tr- movie trailers for a living. Like she's used to seeing people act, and it's also because her heart wasn't really in the relationship that she had with Ethan. Which is, like, kind of cool. So, yeah, going back to Ethan and Amanda, what do you think her saying, or him saying, are you happy to Amanda? We talked about this a little bit ago.
1: He's like, yes, I slept with her. Are you happy now?
0: Yeah, when he finally admits it.
1: I mean, I know, I think I know what that means. Says, you
0: wanna... he, she says, um, you, you said this, and I typed it down. He said, men will say, are you happy to women, and think that women ask ask, like, for them to finally just admit it so that they can kick them while they're down. But women just want to know that their intuition is correct, that they're not crazy, but women will often still not choose to break up with them afterwards.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, we know in our, like, we have intuition, you know, and sometimes your intuition and your insecurities can play, go hand in hand, and you can be wrong about something, but if you're not thinking about something truly and there's a nagging thought... Mm -hmm. That's your intuition usually if it if it won't stop it 's a nagging thought, meaning you know it's a gut thing, mm-hmm. you know when you get it you're usually right, mm-hmm. and so, but we don't like going on that when we're making decisions such as breaking up with someone we want to Be know proof, for yeah. sure, yeah. and so when they're lying to you, you know it's like just tell me the truth so I can make a decision, mm-hmm. a real decision. Mm-hmm. And they they lie and they lie and then finally when they come clean it's like oh, okay yeah. I'm not crazy I was right all along. Uh, he says, "Well, are you happy?" Well, he's just being an ass. Like,
0: yeah,
1: you know, for some odd reason it's like he wants her to say he wants her to be hurt. I mean, yeah, he's like, "Are you happy now?" Because he's he's basically saying that she never has time for him. Mm. Are you happy that I I did what you pushed me to do?
0: Right, because it's almost like she she didn't care about him anyways and so it's like do you actually even care it's like she he says so what i cheated it's not like you care right it's like that mentality but she freaking punches him she punches him like to the ground like she punches him twice it's like crazy it's just uh, i think he's being a jerk because he's in the effort of showing her that he's desirable because he says yeah she's in love with me she's young i'm like what the frick (laughs) that is so like annoying Ugh. And then he says, "You just don't want to be what I
1: need." Stroking that ego—that's all he's about. That's that why mean? she doesn't. That's why she doesn't have feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Graham is the exact opposite. He's she not about ego to cry at all. All the time. Do you think Ethan would put make a Mr. Napkinhead at the table? True. No, Ethan wouldn't that. do that because it'd make him look silly. Right. And a man who's willing to be silly is attractive.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm a major weeper. <laughs>
0: I'm a weeper. <laughs> a major weeper. Yeah.
1: Uh, your your part with you couldn't stand is you just don't want to be what I need.
0: Yeah, I couldn't stand that. You just want to be what I need because it, it's all about him. What about what she needs? He doesn't even know what that she That is
1: needs. such a um You just
0: don't want to be what I need.
1: That is such a selfish thing to meaning say. Meaning
0: you're not meaning he thinks that she's not willing. She doesn't want to put in the effort to be to fit the mold of what he wants or what he needs in his life. Like that's terrible.
1: But it's a lot of
0: he to i say, won't even say, say men i'll say that a lot right. of
1: relationships are codependent like that and they are like oh well you you need to be what i need and i need to be what you need you know no how about you be what you need exactly and i be what i need and together we'll we'll get along and, yeah you know. i
0: think it's this idea that i heard someone say before that a relationship isn't 50 50 it's 100 100 yeah that like you can't be like this whole you have to home. come whole yeah this you can't be you can't be in a relationship hoping to find your other half you should be wholes together. you should be
1: the whole thing and then yeah, yeah totally agree
0: that's really cool so Graham is better for amanda because you say he doesn't have the alpha male like mentality like he doesn't
1: he doesn't he's not an alpha male i don't like saying alpha male just because he clearly is a man he's taking care of his responsibilities he's working he has he's taking care of home he's raising two beautiful daughters and they're polite
0: mm-hmm.
1: and taken care of i think that you know he's better for her because he's real right he's a weepa he's a weep. he cries he's, he's happy he, he he basically told her things about himself up front that ethan a guy like ethan would have not said because it would make him appear weak or make him appear uh, like not the guy she should be with. Right. You know, but Graham told her up front, you know, give her the opportunity to be with him or not. And she, cho- she did choose to be. So. so then
0: why do you think Jess, I mean, yeah, why do you think Graham was a single? Like, if he's such a great guy, then how- why was he single?
1: Well, you know, when you're when you have two children and you're hanging out, the only time where you're by yourself and get your guy time is at a bar. Yeah. Then you're going to drink, you're going to bring someone home most likely or to uh, to their apartment or mm-hmm. wherever. It's a one-night stand. Because the opening part of the movie was there was some narration by Yeah, he by locked Iris, eyes with someone. And he locked bar. eyes with a lady at a bar. And she said, even if just for one night. So right. it's like he he wasn't really looking for anything like that.
0: Right.
1: He wasn't ready to bring them home. And then and he confesses them.
0: his love to Amanda first. It was
1: love at first sight. You think? Definitely. Yeah. When their eyes locked, it was... <laughs> I, think, I say love at first sight. I don't even know if I, I believe think in it that. Was, I, just I think, think it was that the fact
0: they... that right away, he. I think he felt like she was out of his league. And I think as soon as he, when she decided to come to the bar and he locked eyes with her at the tavern, like across from each other, that smile that he gave, like the fact that she actually chose to be stayed for him. Mm-hmm. I think said everything, and they were like in love at then. I think that's when it
1: was. I don't even know if I believe in. I don't think it's. So I don't believe a in love at first sight. I just think that just like intuition, you can feel things from people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> Maybe I well he he also says like checkpoints as it goes on like I've never met or you're becoming one of the interest most interesting girls I've ever met. He continually says that because of the the things that she says. I
1: think she because she doesn't say the typical thing.
0: I don't know I think that they're cool I kind of I like the dynamic between the two um, groups of couples if you were in the cabin would you have like Graham in
1: that's a good question yeah I think you have to think about her scenario like she's in a different country she's by herself she really? had been drinking wine all day. <laughs> yeah, at the grocery sipping store. On, sipping on wine all day. And then
0: she opens up Brandy when he he's
1: already drunk. He's Iris's brother, and he says a few things to let her know that he isn't... Threatening. Well, even then, we don't know if he's threatening. Exactly. I don't know if I would have. He was very good-looking and a charmer, but I, I probably wouldn't have. Just because that's how I am. I'm always thinking, he's gonna skin me alive. He's gonna
0: skin me alive. Let no, me but, not do well, that. he knocks, he says, do do But, like, but then the I would be
1: scared he would be outside lurking. Exactly. I wouldn't have probably let him
0: Because in. you gotta think he drove up there to the thing Also, you think about, like, how far she lives up the road and the fact that Amanda had to walk all that way. There's something about his voice, like,
1: there's something about someone with that type of accent that's, like... (laughs)
0: Non-threatening. It's
1: non-threatening. Even, I mean, they could totally be a killer. These are two
0: Americans speaking, though. If you were were British in there, you'd probably be like,
1: oh... It's a good question. I don't think I would have, but...
0: Well, he knocks on the door. Then again,
1: having the wine all day, it just, your inhibitions are down, so I probably would have...
0: Okay, if you were in her position.
1: Probably. I
0: probably um, would have.
1: (laughs) I know you would have. Either regardless. You would have because you're always wanting to have dialogue. No,
0: but I'm... yeah i would have yeah i would have like hey oh let wow, me get to hello. know yeah
1: let me bring you in here hello. let's talk
0: and yeah instead of but instead of like kissing him i would have like remember he says when she says let me get you a pillow and a blanket and he says it's in the cupboard on top of the scrabble i said oh you want to play scrabble that,
1: that would have been yeah.
0: i would have done that
1: no we would have We would have said um do you want to play heads up
0: because <laughs> headbands heads, headbands yes yesterday and i'm obsessed with that game sorry Anyways, why is no one talking about the fact that Graham had sex with Amanda in his sister's bed?
1: <laughs> I don't know. For some people, that's just okay. <laughs> it's, it's strange. Weird. It's
0: so weird. Also, she has, like, a headboard for a three-year-old. Like, it's a weird white wire one. I had, like, that yeah. same headboard when I was, like, seven.
1: I don't think it was weird for Amanda, but for Graham, yeah, of it's course your that. sister's bed.
0: And it's his little sister weird weird um where's the difference between loving someone and being in love
1: come on
0: (laughs) sappy we know it
1: i think everyone you said
0: being in love
1: someone said it the other day and it's so true it's a feeling of it's a whimsical feeling it's a feeling being in love it's not a a thing that you can put your finger on it's um it's not
0: a verb it's a it's a state of being
1: yeah it's a state of high being high
0: Really? Like your body's just you gradually
1: or Yeah, you just you just feel happy. And you know, when you're in love you, you wanna tell people. Oh,
0: uh, okay. You
1: wanna tell people about it. Right. You wanna brag about it or not brag, whatever. You just wanna tell someone mm. about what you're feeling, how you're feeling. That's and when you love someone, you don't walk around saying, I love this person, I love this person. Yeah. It's just kind of like, mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay, who are the better side characters? The girls or Arthur Abbott? If you had to pick one to get away, to, like, remove from the film, who would you be fine, like, removing? Hmm. Like, more so than the other. That's really hard Can I do
1: one of the girls?
0: (laughs) I know, you you would keep Sophie and have Olivia.
1: They're both really cute. The the older one's actually really adorable, too. Because, yeah. But I think you could have one and and the movie still be good. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but awful? you can't
0: have not both of them. I like the fact that he has two daughters. The
1: wife died with the girl and the girl. That's mean. That's mean.
0: That is very mean. He lost a daughter and a wife. Oh he's, being s- he's single forever. Then you
1: couldn't say no to him. You'd have to let him in. Yeah,
0: like I guess the draw of a widower.
1: You'd I don't know. Arthur is cute. Arthur's pivotal in the mo- movie because it's kind of like what makes her not think of Jasper? It's what keeps Jasper off of her mind. Yeah. Um, so probably the girls. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Um, yeah, I would say. Well, Arthur's your favorite character.
0: Yeah, so I would keep Arthur and leave the girls. Um, <laughs> sorry. Why? Why is this such a great movie overall?
1: Because it does deal deal like I said in the beginning with real life things, Mm -hmm. relationships, and sometimes having enough and wanting to get away, and when you least expect it is when you, and you least want it maybe, or don't think it's going to happen is when you find true love, Mm -hmm. when you're not looking for it at all. So during
0: the holidays, it gives people hope for love. Yeah. What sets it apart from the other, like, romantic holiday movies? The fact that it's not just on a whim, it could actually happen,
1: I guess. Yeah, I guess it could happen. I don't know. Could it happen?
0: I don't know. <laughs> There's so many characters that make it perfect.
1: The thing I think that a lot of movies, I like it when they do it, is when they kind of, at the very end of the movie, fast forward a little bit. Right. And let you see a little bit of what their life looks like. Yeah, together too. because then it kind of when you're done it's I don't know why women us women we want closure
0: I know I we want, have to have closure I love it too but
1: men are okay with just like someone dying and then the end I like, know
0: men are more comfortable with cliffhangers than
1: women yeah I need to know I need to know what their That's babies look like <laughs> I need to know where they're living Idea. now yeah just a little bit of something would be good right. I think instead of doing a sequel that the end they could have maybe did like five minutes of seeing where so many years now. later a year later yeah. Or whatever, maybe them all living in in England or like making or the long distance
0: relationship work, maybe between Graham and Amanda and yeah. Iris and Jasper. I and totally London.
1: see Amanda moving to London.
0: No, I see, I see Amanda and Graham having a long distance relationship, and I see, I see Miles l- moving to London.
1: Long distance relationship with two kids is not going to work. She, they're, she's going to move. She's going to move. She's going to move because Have she, move she wants a real to house.
0: True. Yeah. that makes sense. I guess. Okay, um, finally, what was your rate it out of ten?
1: Oh, God, basing it off of how many times I've seen it.
0: Yeah, we've seen this thing. We know, like, every word of this movie. We're downplaying it.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna give it a ten, because I love it. Honestly? I love it.
0: Our first ten, I think, on the podcast.
1: For me, but... I mean...
0: I'm gonna give it a
1: nine point five. Yeah, it's up there. It's I would there. say
0: point five for not having the little.
1: But if you ask me the same question about a, another movie, one or two other movies, I might give it a twelve because not this particular, but the other ones. Oh I'll... well,
0: it's you have to be like no, stay I can in rate the it and... over.
1: No, you can Average ten, <laughs> no. which means that I absolutely love it. You absolutely love it. Absolutely, some of the movies that I like. I've turned you on to. I know most like of them. Like a movie, good bit of them.
0: I know. I know.
1: I know. I want some credit. You
0: get your credit. I think. um As far as it, yeah, nine point five for me. Do you think is this movie on your top ten movies of all time?
1: Yes, and I think I think it's because of you. Me. I think it's because it's our thing too. Okay. Like it's a it's a tradition at this point. It is. It's like. Oh, I'm feeling crappy. Are you coming to visit me in college? Let's yeah. get a hotel and watch the holiday. Yeah,
0: we watched it's it. It's not
1: even like yeah, that time of year. That's not even that time of the we year. We watched it. In she like was actually, you September were actually mad something. because I almost fell asleep and right. didn't watch the holiday. Right
0: in the hotel room when they visited me for family weekend, like last year, freshman year. And then this year, I missed home. um... Before I came home last Thanksgiving break, I think it was, and I watched the holiday before I came home for Thanksgiving, which was yeah. It just makes you feel better. The music does a lot um, for it, and it just makes you feel like everything's gonna be all right. I think.
1: I think you were right about this will be. everlasting love, isn't that the, the name the song at the end? Yeah, you were right. Yeah
0: right well that song is also in another cinderella story i think
1: it definitely it definitely gives you hope though
0: yeah also it makes me want honestly it fulfills my dreams of like doing something really cool like as an adult for new year's eve i just i don't know i want i haven't gotten my year of new year's eve awesomeness yet and i actually like am upset that i'm not having it yet Like I want to have a New Year's Eve as like a cool adult, like going to a city or having a party, or like not me having a party, but like going to a party, you know.
1: Dressing up, wearing something sequin.
0: Yeah, like not sequin. Even if it's just shoes or vest. I want to have like a Harry when Harry met Sally New Year's Eve moment, like when the house together and like they're dancing and it's like.
1: That's the best New New Year's Eve is when you have it in someone's home and then you invite other people. That's the best. Yeah, than going I think I just a, have like to
0: a, wait to be a, a full adult yeah. to have that. But anyways, yeah, we got a ten and a nine point five for the holiday. Happy holidays, everyone!
1: Happy holidays!
0: <laughs> Happy holidays! Thank you for listening. Um, tune in at some point whenever I do the next one. Hopefully, I'll be doing it um, with another friend coming soon. Um, at the but end not enough. another mom. <laughs> not another mom unless we have another. We had to think of what one we want to do next with you and me, mom. But anyways, thank you for listening. Um, Come back next time. Bye.